Hello and welcome to the ISIS Energy Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Sykes. This week we're looking at small-scale LNG, a growing part of the gas industry that's starting to make a big name for itself. I'm joined today by Rob Songer, our lead reporter on small-scale, to talk us through the latest developments. Rob, thanks very much for joining me. Thanks, Patrick. So, for those who aren't familiar with it, what exactly do we mean when we talk about small-scale? Well, small-scale is essentially using LNG as a fuel. I suppose we call it small-scale because... LNG is already transported in a large-scale capacity from liquefaction terminals to regasification terminals, but increasingly it's working its way down the value chain um, in smaller and smaller parcels. Okay, and what kind of... How how is it shipped around or or moved around? Yeah, well, um, there's quite a long history, um, certainly in Europe, of transporting LNG around on road trucks, Um, This is something that was pioneered in the south of Europe, particularly in Spain, where the grid is fairly skeletal and doesn't uh, reach lots of parts of the country. So they've traditionally moved LNG around on road trucks. Um, I think last year they did 40,000 of these truck loading operations. It's a bit newer in northern Europe, probably because the grid is more developed. But it's, um, it's developing very quickly there. What's driving that growth in the north? Yeah, so what's driving that growth is a drive for cleaner fuels, a move away from dirty fuels, which is it's kind of a pincer movement, really. We've got um, a move away from dirty fuels in shipping and also on the road. On the roads of uh, Europe, diesel's been a feature for many years, but diesel is um, seeing some bad publicity because of the Dieselgate scandal and growing public awareness of the damage caused by particulates from diesel. In the shipping, there's a similar thing where regulations from the International Maritime Organization, the IMO, um, which actually kick in on the 1st of January 2020, are really having an effect. What exactly will be the effect of those regulations? Yeah, so from that date, the fuels used in shipping must contain less than uh, 0.5% sulphur. That's the 1st of January 2020. So those involved in shipping really have a choice. They can't just stand still. They either have to commit to using low sulphur fuel, which is expensive, installing something called a scrubber, which strips out the sulphur, but um, you then have the question of what you do with it. Mm Currently, it's washed into the sea on on open loop scrubbers. Or, increasingly, we're seeing LNG being proposed as a viable alternative. What's the benefit of LNG versus those other options? Well, LNG contains very, very little sulfur and uh, nitrous oxide, much less carbon dioxide and no particulates, essentially. Um, So it's much cleaner. Increasingly, in ports around the world, even low sulfur fuels are feeling pressure. Um, and many shippers who have scrubbers fitted can't can't use them in port either. So there's lots of small details which are kind of coming together to, to drive the case for LNG, although it ob- obviously is an expensive technology because in many cases it requires a whole new ship. So does that require something of a leap of faith in terms of investment? I guess someone has to take the risk first. That's a good way of putting it because I sort of sense uh, a bit of a circular argument here. Those who are being encouraged to commit to using LNG as a shipping fuel are perhaps a little concerned that 
they don't really see enough infrastructure there to supply it where and when they need it globally. And um, those who would supply it haven't yet signed the contracts, which would give them the certainty to commit to um, to the infrastructure needed. And what we're really talking about is is bunkering vessels. I mentioned trucks earlier, and we are seeing quite a few sort of smaller vessels in and around uh, Scandinavia and Baltic countries running on LNG because these are uh, ships which regularly come to shore and, and they'll typically be loaded with um, LNG via trucks. But the more very, very large vessels enter the fray and need it, trucks are just not suitable. So we need suppliers to commit to um, having the vessels, specialist vessels, which can deliver this, and obviously these aren't cheap. Brilliant. That's all we have time for for today, but if you'd like to find out more, please do check out our website, www.icis.com. We'll be back with another podcast next week. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 